0: Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called natural time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance, according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile and that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth.
1: Today on the Zolkin Count is called White Rhythmic Mirror, and it is the sixth day of the Red Skywalker wave spell. It is the cosmic moon day 19, and two things. We're in the middle of that, week that I always find portentous the week in the West where there's a lot of I feel like it can get inflamed and accelerated intensified in a dramatic arc it's when there's like everything's shaken up before things are calm for the for the resolution point and you know we're just like 10 days out till the end of the year The end of the year is July 25th. So, pretty much from here on in, I'm going to be discussing like the end of the year sentiments and inspirations that arise. But I do want to talk about the Red Skywalker Wave Spell. Um, It's great, I love it. Um, I've been spaced out for almost two years or it feels that way. So like I can't really distinguish what it's like to kind of not be able to track things. Remember, I really consider this like the Mayan celebration and investment in what it's like to be high. So when we're high, we're set free from a lot of physical pain and intellectual like obsession. And we're also kind of ditzy and lose track of the details and forgetful of things that are right in front of us and disoriented. So any of that could be occurring right now. There's another side of Red Skywalker that I haven't really gotten into this round, which is that it's really a prophetic experience to be with this tribe. Red Skywalker is the prophet and there's obviously this connection between being high and becoming visionary or being out of your body and being able to see things from another perspective that might include the future or conceptions of where we're headed that aren't just linear or grounded in earth and reality and so the Red Skywalker as like a totem is the prophet it's just that we don't really have prophets, I guess we don't not so much, there's won't get into that. But we don't really have prophets built into our culture. Like it's an assignation. This person that helps the king uh, figure out what's going on. They're, you know, valued practicing prophet. uh, Isn't part of our experience in modern life. But Red Skywalker celebrates that it was. And pulls us all into that uh, capacity to be prophets. And I guess it kind of reminds us that we used to have a lot more openness and dependency on that perspective, which we would call metaphysical in this. um, In our current time, that's more of like a trippy hippie um, new age kind of practice than something that would help run the government uh so in red skywalker um we find this connection point between what it is to be in an altered space that is paranormal but maybe isn't incorrect or uh, highfalutin dramatic fantasy you know what i mean like it's the legitimization of that alternate perspective which again has We can be like, oh, there aren't any prophets, but everyone has become prophetic by um, spreading plant spirit medicine across the land, you know, so that every citizen can be prophetic because they can smoke a doobie or, you know, whatever else it is. I mean, trending ayahuasca, but nicotine and, or, you know, tobacco was that for a lot of people for a long time. So we're, we have this like average access to things that used to be really transcendent in terms of mood and mind alterant. And what we see, witness, dream in that space matters and informs life so that it isn't just linear and limited to, you know, the more bestial side of the human mind. It's expansive part. Um, in this particular Red Skywalker moment, um, let me just start from the personal and then we can be maybe more expansive. Personally, for me, uh, I escaped into Fantasia dramatically from a really early childhood on. I was growing up in the seventies when everyone was high and I'm a massive empath, so I was getting high and out of my body in response to everyone smoking weed around me or doing LSD around me, but I wasn't doing those things. So I was a little child who had a huge Fantasia complex around um, the movies or boys, um, you know, dreaming, you know, everything from being removed from my household and being able to live like as a movie star's child to falling in love with one of them. And I, I just invested myself so deeply in that walk towards you know ecstasy as I could create it, which is exactly what it is to quote unquote do drugs. So with my own little childhood developed capacity to be really out there, Uh, I mean, I think that's informed how willing I am to go out there as a clairvoyant, etc. But in the Red Skywalker time now, I'm like, oh, I still have that muscle so deeply, but I legitimize it. It's kind of like when you're a prophet, you can go, I don't mean that I'm a prophet, but a prophet in your own life experience. You can go out and try into the clouds and try on a whole fantasy which is really just one option for how life could turn out, but life doesn't seem to turn out, you know, as we would experience it when we're high. Like usually there's like a cold reality when you're not high anymore and then you get really low. The fallout from getting high is entering your body again and walking around on earth as it exists. It's way not like our state of being out of body and set free. And that's probably why I don't, do drugs and never have because I can't handle the reality of coming back like what Uh, it's too much re-entry is too dark for my sensitivities but I have cultivated ways of being out of my body on my own without inebriance and this is one of them so in the red skywalker time that I'm experiencing I'm like yeah I know how to get out there and be in the dream the daydream And then I also know that it's a daydream, you know, so I'm not saying that I, I just don't give it as much power. Like if I daydream it, then I can daydream it into reality. I absolutely don't believe that anymore. I feel like we've been crushed so hard, even in the last, well, let's say in this yellow electric seed year, I feel like has been so crushing to any kind of dream that we can create a positive reality. And, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast, you know, like I felt that when we invaded Ukraine. And I, it, so it's cool that it wasn't an American thing. You know, we are being decimated in so many ways here, but it had to be far off outside and more of a historic enterprise, a physical war where civilians are being um, killed and, and hurt. Uh, you know tortured raped that had to be existing and out of my control for me to really say there really is no um, romanticizing this human experience anymore like i just think we've, we're over the tipping point where it's just much more survivalistic and we're overpopulated and um the end right the end basically the end so to have this red skywalker moment where the fantasia is this nice you know smooth coaxing and calming experience of inspiration and joy being high is all of that and at the same time me being like oh yeah i have no investment in this actually turning out the way it feels to me you know what i'm dreaming of. I'm just enjoying that I'm able to dream in the midst of the war that is the human condition, but you know, I know that's a war. Um, I like to talk about romance, romantic connections during the Red Skywalker wave spell because of the depiction of a twin pillar uh, in the hieroglyph and that is associated with our left ring finger where we wear a wedding band in most well, at least Western culture is strongly oriented that way. It's actually in Europe the opposite. It's the blue night finger, which is, I think, cooler uh, on the right ring finger. But thinking about where you are romantically and in your partnering and the committed partnering, not hookup partnering, because that's what the left ring finger has come to represent for us. Like, what is the correlation between your daydream and your? Um, capacity to be in those semi-permanent committed relationships. Um, my has fan- always been about falling in love forever, like they do in fairy tales. So it's really natural in the Red Skywalker wave spell that I would kind of be in that. You know, like oh, who do I love? Who loves me? Is it ever like the same? I love them and they love me back. Can it be that convenient? Hardly ever. That's what I mean about, no, not in America in real time. It's hardly ever anymore as simple as I love them. They love me. You know, it's usually I love them. They don't love me. They love me. I don't love them. And so uh, the complicated nature of our selection process for mating, for, um, mating for life as it were is woven into how my brain and uh, psyche are being set free out into space right now as well as like keep someone's like there's an adult in the room going yeah maybe maybe not probably not (laughs) like when I dream of being in love there's a definite voice that I don't think is cruel and punishing but just more like again parental like that would be great. That would be great if that worked out. But look at how it's gone so far. You know, I have a heavy karmic pen- penance this lifetime around the simplicity of relationships. Absolutely not simple and not stable. So I can't pretend that anything environmentally uh, about where we are in the human condition would support suddenly my relationship stabilizing. It's still a needle in the haystack, meaning... Um, you know, it's been really hard for me to grasp that red Skywalker pairing and retain it and have it be, as we say, real. And I don't think what's going on in the world right now is going to make that easier. It would be the rare, rare miracle, uh, like rarer than a generation ago. If I were to find something that was stable and calm and supportive in each way, so that's a little microcosm of where I see the red skywalker wave spell happening in my own life. Um and I don't know in terms of generalizing and looking out into the world I think because I'm liberal in my politics that sometimes I look at the so-called liberal agenda and I see it as really silly, not you know in its the, the choices that we want to make as liberals, I think, are very beautiful and powerful and hum, humane. But there's so much black and white thinking on the liberal side of politics and culture that I find when I'm quote unquote high in the Red Skywalker wave spell. It's kind of like, whoa, that's let me free of that. Like it's too confining. It's restrictive. Like Red Skywalker is I'm going out into space. I'm not limited by my body. And I find that the aspirational and evaluative part of liberal culture is super crazy. You know, that it, it just, to me, it's just, it is, it's so extreme. I don't mean, it's extreme choices, but evaluating, let me just think of like, I'm trying to not piss people off, but like, instead of all immigrants are bad, it's all immigrants are good. Instead of every abortion is bad, it's every abortion is good. You know, every person that gets an abortion is bad. Every person that gets an abortion is good. Like I find the, lack of nuance really frustrating because to me it seems crazy and not that we have time to talk about nuances or that the media is ever oriented to that but I have to then wrestle inside with myself and go well I have mixed feelings about these things and I have to make a decision because I have to vote And I have to align myself culturally with, you know, one monolithic party, which I'll do easily, you know, the scales tip in one direction, and I'm a joiner. But just in terms of reflection, which is a lot of what happens in the Red Skywalker time, I'm like, I mean, I'm just not a bleeding heart. You know, I'm not, I'm very practical, and I am punishing to myself. And I bring that out. uh, Also in evaluating other people. And we need to be more careful about, um, yeah, I'm not going there, but I just am like, yeah. So Red Skywalker time to me has, um, to me, that's prophetic for myself. It helps me get up out of body and be like, where am I in the big picture of my own belief system? And I don't want to be that soapbox person who's like, hey, I went out of my body and guess what I heard and learned. We're not nuanced enough and I'm going to start talking about it. There are way too many people talking in our literal world. Like too many people podcasting. It's very hard for me to get invested in it when everyone has something to say. And talking and listening all the time. That's just, it's exhausting. But... If I were super ego driven, I am ego driven, but maybe not as publicly as some, I would be like, what the fuck? Why are we always acting like these are just right and wrong answers? And um, so that's, I think the impulse is that you get the information and at a different time, somebody would have been imbued with the power to, to feed the people uh, what they learned when they were out in the sky space getting these kind of more grandiose pictures of how life works. And the last thing I'll say, because I always say it, is that um, Skywalker is a celebration of like the kind of plant that grows straight to the sky. Uh, it's, I think, a reed for the Maya, like they had. You know, again, reed and corn are the two that come to mind for a sort of historic representation of a a Red Skywalker plant. I mean, it's complicated, right? But a reed uh, and corn are both very vertically aligned plants that provide everything you need when you're in the indigenous way. Reeds for constructing baskets, etc. And corn for feeding everyone. And... Then, like, I always thought marijuana was a perfect red Skywalker plant. And because it is, it grows also gigantically toward the sky, but it provides this out-of-body experience when you ingest it or smoke it. And so that's part of the um, picture of the prophet, is this plant that grows to the sky, touches the sky and the sun, so high and then feeds the people what was learned in that journey. Part of the reason I am kind of doing this download is that we have a problem coming up that I foresee prophetically in my life. The problem is like when I went to save this particular recording, it's the fourth time I've done a podcast on white rhythmic mirror which means I've been doing it for a long time because I don't always do it on the same day. So it could be um, four, that would be four Zolkin cycles, but probably it's more like eight or nine Zolkin cycles that I have been recording podcasts, which ends up being like seven years. And I do see a limit to my time and ability to do that coming in the next year for a while and uh, I don't know if you'll care like if it's missing but I, like I said it, it's already really hard to put content out when we live in so much constancy of content that I find you know like I don't want to participate when everyone is doing something and not just because I want to be separate from everyone but because there's enough of it you know I want to do something that there's not enough of um, so I'm just saying like try to really soak up what I'm saying, if you'd like it, because I don't really have a way to replay podcasts because I always touch on things that are very time centric to the now. If it were just the Zolkin, like here's my Red Skywalker um, wave spell podcast, you could repeat it, but it includes the cosmic moon, which is that fusion of the two is really rare. It's possible that in the new year I need to do that differently and put up two podcasts, you know, in a row so that I kind of create a library of the wave spells and the moons we move through so that it can be a resource if I take a break because if I take a break, it's going to be for a year or so. And um, so I'm just thinking about that aloud. And I think I found the solution, right? The solution is just when we hit this next um, year, red self-existing moon, for the time that I feel I have available to me that I would just kind of like lock in shorter. um, Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That'll be so awkward. I encourage you if you're a fan (laughs) to watch me try to change my habit. It's going to be super crunchy doing something different which is great uh all right and then let's think Um, what is this cosmic moon well it's the best you know it's heart achy and i get i mean you know i personality wise i can be a lot to endure i had to interact with someone Yesterday, I'm overtone. It was an overtone day. They really got a lot of overtone energy, and I felt bad, but I could not turn off the spigot of being bossy, and I felt like, oh, my, my gosh, these people are enduring, you know, the cosmic me, the person that's like, ah, it's an endurance test because that's part of what the cosmic tone used to be to me. It's like super uncomfortable. It's just like you have to endure discomfort that's what it is and that's because I was younger and I really aspired to be like a meditator and someone who could be here now because Eckhart Tolle told us to and I was terrible at it just terrible my brain is too active I was uncomfortable sitting still and I still don't meditate or enjoy Eckhart Tolle but I Um, definitely think I live in the present moment and I have a really hard time getting beyond it. That's why if I have like a fantasy about a boy, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun and retro because I used to be all about the fantasies of the future life I might live. And now I'm all, I just don't have the capacity to stretch myself beyond this present moment, which is what works for me. And I want to like, give a shout out to the people with active, active minds who can't yet, um, still them for a meditative, you know, languor. It's just like, well, the thing is that you can be really present by just being really not busy, like distracted in the present, but I'm an artist. And if I'm making something with my hands in the present moment, I am totally in that space. And it is also a transcendent space because when you do something with so much focus, often your hands take over and your mind is just like in that very expansive place that is in the aspirational uh, location we want to get to when we are sitting cross-legged on the floor, I believe. And so that's really easy in the cosmic tone And I always miss it when it's gone. It's kind of like just a break. My dad, he's like an ex-attorney, you know, who was really into like cars, German cars, and he's never had like a late home payment in his life, meaning he's never had financial struggle because he can provide for himself. So he was not very spiritual. You know, he's just very, he's a red earth. He was just very earth but he got a guru the expensive kind where you have to fly to india to, to practice and he meditates every day now for a decade and he is different and i uh, i guess i'm saying that aloud for two reasons like at the end of our life i think we're all more meditative our bodies are slower our minds are slower and we're closer to death and that Uh, transitional place invites reflection so I know that I am more meditative as I age for that reason as well but and that it could be in my future that I actually sit my ass down and just uh, am still without creating producing anything and that would be beautiful and it happens apparently to all kinds of people but um, I do forget where the beginning of my run-on sentence was something about my dad but (laughs) I think you know basically we're just forced into growth and evolution by the journey of a wave spell like we don't get to stay in the cosmic tone even though it's very comforting we're always going to be pushed out of the nest of comfort into the next cycle of self-investigation and understanding the world it's both it's like Wow, the joy for me, um, who's comfortable kind of in solitude, is that there's always something happening in my psyche and body combo that can elicit an experience of growth even if I interact with nobody else. And at the same time, I you know, come from a culture and it's interesting to take the journey that includes that interaction and intersection And we all have both of those realities, like the insular one and then the outer realm. And when we start a new annual wave spell, because we have this languor of 28 days per tone, it's a real bust up of tranquility because we have 28 days to experience the full, full scale resolution and dwindling of energy and stillness of finishing a 13-tone wave spell. But then we just butt right against the first day of a 28-day span of attracting a new purpose for the year. So, you know, enjoy. Like I always am just like, just please enjoy. We have 10 more days. It's like 10 more days in Hawaii. You know, just take, (laughs) take it on. It might even get itchy and scratchy as the year wanes because part of the elemental energy of the cosmic tone is bridging the end of a wave spell and the beginning of another. So it's not just like, oh, winding down, and then we punch the clock and start you know, the next cycle. It's winding down, while feeling the stirrings of what's coming. Um, When I talk about, you know, I don't think I'm going to be podcasting after the Gregorian New Year. It's because I can feel and sense what's coming purposefully for me um, next year, next Mayan year. I could be wrong. Like, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be here. It's part of my meditation. So uh, that's just the beautiful dilemma of being in this cosmic moment is that it can be so lovely, but it's finite. and We have to leave it. And maybe the same is true of any kind of high that comes with this Red Skywalker teaching on why we do climb out of our body where we're uncomfortable. We climb out to have vision and freedom, but we're not allowed to stay out of our body. Ultimately, that's just death. I'm Lisa Starr. I am another yourself. And in Mayan we say, In La Kesh.